0: Hey everybody, welcome to Texas Real Talk. Here again, as always, with James Toller. James, how are you doing today?
1: Couldn't be better. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Super excited with our uh, guest here today, uh, Nathan Haley. Uh, if you guys are in or around the Houston market, uh, I think you will definitely have seen a lot of his social media posts. Big. I always like the big. Uh, here I am at my next one, posts in <laughs> front of the houses. Uh, I wanted to start off with uh, kind of some bookkeeping work. Saw a quick article that actually came out from the MLS, and I really hope they start doing this in other markets. Um, so we all know that when you close in a home that you can't file homestead until January 1 of the following year. Um, as of January 1 next year, that's no longer the case. Oh, so my. you can actually file for your homestead exemption on your taxes in the year that you buy the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, so for a lot of us, it doesn't, you know, you figure, I don't know, what do you think the percentage of transactions is that's going from one homestead to another homestead? Probably, probably 60, 70%, them, you yeah. know, but for all of those transactions where you've got it going from an investor to an end user, I mean, that's that's another sales piece now that you can, you know, hey, listen, in previous years, you were going to eat an extra, you know, $1,500, $2,000 that first year. However, like me this year, because the people I bought my house from we're not living there so there's no homestead on my house so I'm eating like an extra seven grand mm. in taxes this year mm. you know which I'm super excited about <laughs> but uh, anyways I thought that was definitely worth bringing up I it mean That's great. I was looking at numbers and uh, there was three hundred and what was it three hundred ninety three thousand existing home sales in the state of Texas last year mm. it was up like I think it was twelve percent over the previous year and when you start looking at that you know and then you take you know maybe even if it's 10 or 15 percent that are going to get that extra value i mean you're talking millions and millions of dollars in tax savings to to end users which i mean the hot topic right now is economy and everything else i mean putting that extra three well it's more than the government gave them the last year <laughs> yeah all those 600 hundred dollar checks you know but anyways uh nathan i'm uh, super glad you're here uh james i know that uh nathan is one of your good friends why don't you uh talk about nathan
1: yeah Nathan's buddy of mine been doing this for quite a while. Uh, you know something I always found is uh, one of the reasons I left corporate America was to be able to do business with people you like and admire and you enjoy. And when you're stuck at a job and you're going you know you't you know you can't really change the people who are around you. So that was one of the things I most enjoyed about real estate is getting to pick and choose and you know just finding really good people. High quality people and Nathan, the, you made the cut. Congratulations! <laughs> yes, I'm here. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that's, Nathan's absolutely one of those guys, been doing it for a while. We kind of admire the same people and uh, you know, gravitate the same sure. direction. And you know, you, what do they say? You know, great minds think alike,
0: then again, so do we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad always said that growing up. And, so, Nathan, what are yeah. you working on? What do you, I mean, uh, first of all, how long have you been doing this? Uh fourteen going on fifteen years. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So you got into it before it was popular. Yeah. Before as popular.
2: Twenty two
0: in O seven. Nice. Yeah. So oh seven, that was a weird time to come into yeah. this. Because yeah. like everyone was running away from real estate. Yeah. You're like burnt, you're running towards the burning <laughs> <Yeah>. building.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that, what do they, what do they say? right? I mean when everybody's running away, you should be running towards it, right? Look so, left when they're going right, yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. So you said you're twenty two.
2: I was starting when I was 22. 22
0: in 07. So the whole world screaming, Oh my God, we're all going to die. Yeah. Right. And you're like, let's go try this new thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How did that work?
2: (laughs) So I'll, I've always been in sales or work for myself. And, um, you know, I ordered this course from this guy named Tim. He's an Asian guy. He wears Hawaiian shirts. He's always smiling, goofy guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Ordered his course. It was sixteen hundred dollars, and I was like, "Well, I don't have sixteen hundred dollars." Well, we take payments. So I was like, "All right, sign me up." <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I'm I'm not the guy that's gonna be working somewhere and then doing some part time. So I just jumped straight in. To All it. in. Yeah. I mean, not recommending that for anybody else, but that's just me. Uh, and um, did exactly what he wanted me to do. Said so go put out two hundred band signs in a short in a small area. And I did that and I didn't even get the deal from that. But it's just I was so focused on, Mm -hmm. you know, real estate and getting the deal. I got a deal out of my local paper, didn't know what I was looked looked like a good deal, but I didn't know Mm -hmm. if it was or not. And so my broker at the time, I asked him and he sent me somebody. So he had done a couple of wholesale deals. We did it together. We made two grand a piece and I I
0: was like, Wow, this is incredible. Like all I did
2: was move some paperwork around Mm -hmm. and I made two grand. And, if I could
0: do uh, that 30 more times this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so uh, that was a lot of money to me at the time, too. I could pay off my, my uh, course that I just bought. Sure. Right? And uh, have a little money left over. So, yeah, started, started with that.
0: So how many deals do you think you've done? Okay, uh, how many wholesale deals do you think you've done since then? I mean, just take a wag at it. I will say total deals. I... I was have done over maybe 400 deals. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's for wholesales, flips, rentals, just rentals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, are you keeping anything in a portfolio, or are you mm-hmm. just turn and burn?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I keep rentals. So I started. So shortly after that, I met Tom Barry, and he uh, is like a second dad to me. Uh, he's uh, the most successful guy and successful guy I know. And I obviously know a lot of successful people all around me, sure. right? Uh, he, um, he, we started wholesaling together. Um, I was maybe a month in or so and he had just started too. And so we, we just, you know, we friendly competition. Hey, I put out more signs than you. I got the seller call helping each other out, you know? Um, and, um, long story short with Tom, he started, I didn't know it at the time, but negative 60 grand in the hole about to get kicked out of his rental house and, Car repo to multimillionaire in four and a half years, and so uh, very very successful guy, very great mindset, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, so going back to that, you know, uh, that's where I learned about rentals, and he was all about net worth building his net worth, which is which is a great great contrast to to James. James likes to bring cash, like to produce lots of cash, which mm-hmm. is works for James. Sure. Um, Tom was all about the net worth, and I remember he tells a story about him and his wife, and he's like, oh, we just bought this apartment complex. We just gained another 250000 net worth. She's like, great. How are we paying the bills next week, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so... Uh, What's
0: the cash flow? <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, uh, you know, I, I've always been a, a build net worth guy through rental real estate. Sure. You know? And so that's helped me. Now, I, I do a bunch of flips also. That's the majority of what I do. But I feel in real estate the the way to grow wealth faster and quicker is through building net worth.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you run into yourself, twenty two year old self. Where did you mess up? What advice would you give? <laughs> Pick uh, like Just three pieces of advice, you know, you meet another 20, I mean, because in the last few weeks we've had Carlos on was 20, Uh, Caleb was on a few weeks ago, he's 21, Mm -hmm, you know, it's like, I I think I said this to probably both of them, the only resentment I have in real estate is these young fuckers. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, I had 25 years sales experience before I came into real estate and literally said, I'm going to go sell something more expensive. You know, 5X my income in the first couple, two, three years. And so I love it. I mean, the average age of an agent in our office is 24 and a half. Oh. And I'm 47. Yeah, nice. So I'm like the old man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's on purpose, you know, because I want to see that next generation. Mm. So what would your top three pieces be that you would give that next generation?
2: Sure. I would say buy and hold a rental a year okay it's not too hard right especially when you're when you're young right to start out now you want to ramp that up but i'm just saying to start right mm-hmm. when you're 22 buy one and hold it you know i had some under contract for 20 grand that are now worth 240 right so and it needed 30 grand worth of work at the time you know so um many many times and so you buy one of those for your first couple of years, it's not going to break you, right? I mean, yeah, you're wholesaling, you know, making cash and flipping maybe, but just keep one and before you know it, even if you only bought one a year later, you've got two, 300,000 net worth, you know, sure. in cash flow, some cash flow. I would also say when you get to the later age and say, man, I should have bought so many more, don't beat yourself up over it because I get, that's what you had to do at the time right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Okay. Now you're good. That was your path. Yeah. You had to, I get it. You had to pay your rent. You had to pay for the next marketing, you know, to get the next deal. You had, I get that. Right. I understand that, you know, uh, though, if you can, if you can capture some of that early, uh, and we talked to a guy who, who just did a deal in Caleb's class and he was talking about, he was young and he was, he had, I guess he did a deal and he made some good money and he was talking about, you know, he's kind of feels complacent now already. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you're going to get that. You're going to do your first deal. You're going to make five grand. You're going to say, I'm rich and blow it. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. Um,
0: Just do it on the five grand deal. Don't do it on yeah. the $60,000. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, you know, trying to get over that quickly and, and, we teach a class. It's called the five-year planning class. Actually, Tom Barry created mm-hmm. that class. And so what that is is basically you'd only have to work five years and you could be done forever. Well, you don't do that by working slow. Yeah. Right? You do that by kicking, but very quickly.
0: Right? Well, James, you talk about speed all the time. You know, whether it's a new idea or an old idea, just whenever you decide, you got to go do that. You got to do it yesterday.
1: One of the went to a networking event last night and uh, met a wholesaler, and he had a house. So I've got three houses on on Fourth Street, one street, are all right next to each other, (laughs) and he had a house on Third Street, just right next street over. And uh, so he goes, "Yeah, I've got this guy." He said, uh, "He goes, he's actually saying that he was complaining that he bought houses in James Toler's area." (laughs) <laughs> like that's my problem is I'm buy I, I try to buy where he buys, and I, so I'm sitting here talking to this guy. I'm like, well, did he commit to this deal? Mm-hmm. Like, you saw it? He goes, yeah. well, no, he hasn't. He said he's looking at numbers and this and that. And I said, I tell you what, I'm going to go look at that house tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look tonight, and I'll have you an offer tonight. Sure. That's and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? It's ten o'clock at night. So. so? So I got said, Google Maps. I just want to drive by. <laughs> he gave me the lockbox code. Sure. And uh, told me that you're going to talk about speed. Some guys over here complaining that he's in the area that I'm in, mm-hmm. not committing. And I'm saying I'll go at 10 o'clock at night to go look. That's a Absolutely. different mindset there.
0: Mm-hmm. So that brings up a second question of teaching people how to get out of their own way. But before we get into that, I have a second question for you, Nathan, and that would be you know, we've seen, and I think y'all have seen this as much as anything, there's there's a huge onslaught of younger people coming into real estate at an earlier age. I mean, when you came in in 2007, 22 was not a normal age to come into real estate. But it's, it's becoming very common. I mean, I think some of that is, um, some of it's college prices, some of it is a change in the shift in thinking, some of it's people being very secular and and not really wanting that work environment. Some of it's the millennials and the whole like, I wanna feel my, I wanna live my free life, you know, whatever, Uh, you know, but, sorry, Jack. Uh, Actually, he's not even millennial, he's Gen Z. Oh, man. Sorry. But, uh, so my question would be though, we kind of understand that segment, right? Because they don't know what they don't know. They're the FNGs, so. Okay. What would you give in advice to the guy that is coming in when I came in? Because I came into real estate at 40. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that's, he, they yeah. were an engineer. They, sure. They've got oh, yeah. $50,000. They're going to pay their bills for six months. And they're like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to die at that desk. Tell me what to do. Does the advice change?
2: Yes. So I would say two, two ways to go with that. If, if you, it's hard to realize if you have a good paying job, which most, I would say 50 year olds have figured that out usually by that hopefully by that time, right? If you have a good paying job, then it goes back to building your net worth. And the reason I do flips a lot of times I feel is to buy more rentals and build the net worth, right? So um, it's a tool. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you already have the income, you need to... It's hard for you to realize, but you do have a blessing. You are making the cash already. All you need to do, you don't need income. All you need to do is go buy rentals, a bunch of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and and build on that and build your net worth. And that's going to grow with time. Rents keep rising. Your payment stays the same, right? You know, you get equity every year. It grows, right? So so that's the advice I give to somebody with a good job. Now, um, if if they're just, you know, they got some cash, they're quitting. I mean, I think 50 grand, I mean, it doesn't last that long, Mm-mm. right? For for us, that's two months, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so it, uh, you know, you need to, you need to still hit it, hit it hard, hit it running and, and go after it. Hopefully, uh, you know, you do some, some higher level things than the 22 year old, you know, mm-hmm. uh, by... You know, getting maybe right into flipping or holding, um, but, uh, but you still need to generate cash too, you know?
0: So, and James, you and I talk about this all the time, but goes, you know, you want to have differentiators, right? Um, you know, Jack asked me, um, or not, yeah, it was recently, you know, you know what, are, what are the right differentiators to have? And when you're brand new in this industry or in any industry, you don't have one, right? Because you haven't found that. Uh, James, yours is relationship building, I think, probably more so than anything. If that's just me. Maybe you disagree. But I mean cuz you're really big on the relationship. The money comes later. You know, the money will follow the relationship. Yeah. Um you know, Nathan, you've been doing this this long. I'm assuming you probably don't have to go look for very many deals.
2: Right, right. I was just telling him <laughs> me and my business. I mean first. the deals find you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh so we're the same in that is mm-hmm. uh we build relationships. I've been I'm a Keller Williams' agent at Kiloins Clear Lake down the road mm-hmm. here, and I've been teaching there once a month for seven years, two realtors in the office sure, investing. And so, like, for instance, I got one this month. Uh, it's worth 200 grand. It's been sitting there since Harvey, 200 grand fixed, sitting there since Harvey, mold to the ceiling, and they brought it to me, and I bought it for 22 grand. We're going to put 50 in it, right? So, you know, those deals come to me, right? Um, but it's because I branded myself already, and, um, you know, they, I've done that, all, you know. A couple of times. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I help people. That's that's what me and James are very similar with. Sure. You
1: know, Let me ask you a question. So I think it's easy to get complacent, though, with that, too. Mm-hmm. As you just expect mm-hmm. the deals to come. Sure. So then you don't go hunting for them. Yeah. Now, that's easy to get in that
0: little. Sure. Threat. Now, but at what point? And y'all would be able to answer this better than I would because, I mean, I, I'm on the flip side of what you guys do. I mean, I dabble in that, you know, because I'm running my team and doing my other stuff, you know. But do you keep looking for the deals or do you keep building more relationships to feed you the deals? Both.
1: I believe both. One of the things I, you know, since I started this, I had this realization early on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if I, if I met a person every day new, one person a day new, I could never be worse off than I am at this exact moment. Sure, right. So a year goes by, and I have met two hundred people, or three hundred people, and then then six hundred people, and eight hundred. I mm-hmm. I only can be better off in the future. Sure, I, I should and I should make more money in the future because I know more people. Mm-hmm. Just like there's that. So well, I always, and then you've
0: got the multiply. You got the you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever you know. Because you know this guy who introduced you to that guy, exactly. but then now you deal with these two guys who so all introduce you to a guy. Oh. So then you're you're meeting ten people a week, not yeah. seven, you know, and
2: I would even simplify that and say I would make more relationships to get more deals.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. But so but okay, now that comes that's a different thought though. Mm-hmm. Because making deals is here, mm-hmm. making relationships is here, but making relationships to make deals comes back to what James and I talk all the time about, and I know you know this well, is doing everything intentionally. Yes. Everything has to be intentional. Yeah.
2: I learned that from Tom. He he used to get in front of the group at the Wealth Club, which he used to own. <laughs> well, not then, but he used to get in the front when I was young, and I'd have a wholesale deal, too. And I was like, hey, I don't want to get in front of the group. You know, you go, <laughs> you go present it. Let us know when we get it sold, and we'll split up the money, right? So he... Somebody went up to him was like, man, Tom, you're kicking butt. Every time you come up here, you got a new deal. You're selling them. And he's like, man, if you want to keep some of these, I'll lend you some money. And Tom was like, oh, light bulb. Like, okay. Like. Sure. Uh, and then, so I was like, okay, well, so if I'm teaching, there might be somebody in the crowd that knows more than I will, but I'm the expert now. Mm-hmm. Right? And people come to me and they bring me deals and money and. Sure. You know, so so I give and I always say this in my class, I always give to people and I don't expect anything in return from anybody, but it always comes back. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Something to be said about overcoming your fears in that regard.
0: Yeah. Well, but in a lot of it I think sometimes it's overcoming the fear, but it's sometimes it's and I know that you guys have both dealt with this, but going into the room and this is not from a place of ego, and I don't want anybody that's listening to take it that way, but it's not that you overcame the fear. It's that you started understanding enough and sharing enough that you never went on stage. The stage turned to you. You know, so you're wow. still you're still on the side of the room, but when you talk, everybody shifts. Because the now, now they're listening, right? <laughs> wow. You know, so the stage turns to wherever you are. It's like being at the rodeo and, you know, yeah. the Reliant. The stage just turns, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, so I think there's something to be said in that regard of I don't necessarily need to get to the, to the place where I need to be on stage. I need to offer enough value to where people, they're attracted to it and they want to listen. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You can be the back of the room, side of the room, you know, outside the window. and People are going to stop and turn and, and listen to what you have to say. I would agree. That's a great point. Oh, that's a really good
2: point.
1: Ooh,
0: that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. So, James, you had a thought before we got started and uh, something you've been kind of pondering on. What was that?
1: It was. Part of that meeting last night, I had a lot of people walking up to me and saying, "Hey, I could help, you know, and you you can lend me money and blah blah blah." But I just thought, you know, man, if that's in business, that's the that's the least valuable thing that I want to be able to provide to a client, right? Because mm-hmm. every what differentiates me or you or all of us, mm-hmm. if it's just lending, if I'm just lending somebody money, or I'm just you're a widget, I'm a widget. Mm-hmm. That's exact. That's exact. That's a good point. So, what can I do? So that you don't see me as just a lender. I'm a lender, yes, but I'm not. That's, that's the least valuable thing I bring to you as a client. Sure. That's, I think that's, a, that's just a good business idea. And you know, it comes down to mentorship and, and knowledge and wisdom. and. Uh, but
0: I think a lot of that, and this is what we were talking about before we got started, is that just because this item is what you're known for, That's what brought the people in, right? But then the additional value that you offer ends up outweighing the initial, what brought you in. Okay, you get a coupon to go to, you know, Macy's. They brought you in for the $10 polo. That's not what they were there to sell you, mm-hmm. right? They were there to sell you the $200 custom pants and mm-hmm. the new jacket and everything else, you know? So, I mean, the thing is, is you're a lender, you know? I run a team, you're doing a bunch of everything, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, and that's, that's the initial attraction. But then I think most people in this industry come in with a, a lot of question marks. You know, is this legit? Is, you know, Nathan's putting up all these videos. You know, is he really making this money? James says he's loaning all this money. Is he really doing this? But then you get him in the right room. Jason's got all these agents and they're doing this production. He's saying he's going to make this much more of that next year. You know, but until they get inside, you know, and it's like you're not your own cheerleader. And it's not that you need cheerleaders, but it's everybody else going, oh, cool, you're here to meet with Nathan. Yeah, man, you're going to love him. He's a good guy. And it's unsolicited. You know, hey, man, I did a deal with James last month. It worked out really well. You know, he had it funded in three days. You know, oh, and by the way, you know, you need to go to his meeting on Mondays. You know, that type of thing, um, I think, is where, you know, you mentioned making relationships for deals. But, again, you're doing that intentionally, but it's a byproduct of every other relationship that you've created, but more importantly, nurtured.
1: i got a question for you. How do you create raving fans all around you?
0: Constantly and un- uh, Constantly um, exceeding expectations. I mean, you have, people with low expectations. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that, and I've said this before, is that today, what is average today? Average today is underemployed, not necessarily unemployed, but underemployed, overweight, um, you know, unhappy, you know, because that's what sells. You know, I was watching this thing. Um, on the whistleblower for Facebook. And you can have political opinions one way or the other, and I'm not gonna get into that. But basically what she, what she stole, which according to the Dodd-Frank Act, she's allowed to because it was under whistleblower stuff, so she stole like 10,000 pages of internal documentation. And Facebook, in its own um, research, knows that negativity keeps you on their platform longer and gets more responses. And so the more you engage, the longer you'll stay on. And so, but that's that's such a testament to the world we live in right now. So because- So they
1: promote negativity yeah. more and more, get it in front of your that face, you'll want to stay there.
0: Not that they're doing it intentionally, oh, but yeah. they have an algorithm yeah, right. that makes you re-engage <laughs> I, with what you've engaged with, right? I think Facebook set her up too, anyway. Well, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't would yeah. shock me in the least, yeah. you know, but I, my, the crazy thing to me though, is, um, you ever watched, uh, one of those, uh, coming home videos with dudes coming home from Afghanistan yeah. and the dog, yeah. I mean, I don't care who you are. If that yeah. shit doesn't tear you yeah, up, yeah, yeah. you are broken yeah. inside, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so that engages people too. But I think that we've become so programmed to engage that negativity, yeah. you know, And I don't think it's something that can't be unlearned because I think it can definitely be unlearned. It's just there's not enough people out there wantingly and intentionally pulling them into that positive environment, which is what I love about this. You know, Justin, one of the guys in our office was like, he's like, I literally come into the office every day because it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having. I know when I get here, everything's good. You know, and that's that's a thing for him, you know, because we've all got garbage. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. If you're married and alive and breathing, you got a problem you're dealing with, you know? But I mean, what can, what can you do as a lender, James, that continues to bring that positivity to a larger and larger scale while knowing that you can't be at every potential position for that?
1: One of the ladies, guy that I well excuse me, guy that I met last night. I want to read something to you. He sent this to me after we, we met. He says, I'm sure you get a ton of calls and text every day, but your ideas and philosophies are very inspirational. I'm really hoping we can get together for coffee to chat sometime very soon, as I'm extremely excited to to begin this process with you. That's awesome. Sexy sent me right you know, a little later. I think, you know, how can you do that? I think you can inspire people to, I think it comes from an inspirational s- standpoint, you know, to, to, to get that process going. You know, you're, it's almost like a triggering of the mind because you, you open their mind to the new awareness of that, what you just mm-hmm. said. But like their mind naturally gravitates toward that. Sure. So how do I get your mind open to something different? So it's an awakening almost, which is a deeper thing, but it's, a, it's an awakening of the mind to say, hey, that's not where I should be going. That ain't doing nothing to reach my goals.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's, it's absorbing my attention and my time, but in the end, it's doing nothing for me. I'm not, I'm not better off at all. I'm actually worse off. Sure. It's, just, it's, it's draining my energy. So can I can I open your mind up? What do you say? You know, uh, everybody. But your ideas and philosophies are very inspirational. So it's almost implanting thoughts and ideas that open their mind a little bit.
0: So let me ask you this, Nathan: Do you think that you have to be inspired to be inspiring to others? Yeah. And how do you how do you do that? 14 years in. Mm, Good question. How do you stay inspired?
2: (laughs) Good question. So I stay stay inspired by teaching and helping others Mm -hmm. and still in having my goals and knowing very clearly what I'm going to do to get there and what's the end goal. Mm -hmm. Once I have that, I was just telling him the other day, me and my business partner finished our five-year plan. Um, last month than the last month and after that so we realized hey we just need to buy four houses a month for me that's i was just talking about how deals are you know harder to come by and Mm -hmm. it's getting more difficult and all that then once we had that we did that five-year plan i had three deals bought by the fifth of this month you know so That tells me it really doesn't have anything to do with the deals, it doesn't have to do with the work, it has to do with being clear on the vision of where you're going and how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And then the rest, the how to do it, is pretty simple, and I think that's for everybody, really.
0: Sure, um,
2: you know, obviously, I've been doing it longer, and it's maybe that part of it's a little easier for me, but
0: well, yeah, but I mean, it's easier for a marathon runner to run a marathon, right? Right, (laughs) exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. uh, but you got to start running at some point.
2: But I was going to go back to what. I know for James and I, it seems like you too, that, you know, if somebody's coming to our real estate event, they're going to get something that's very, that they're not expecting. Sure. When they, when they come there, they, you know, yeah. we're talking about philosophy and changing your mindset and setting goals and everything. And we didn't talk about flipping a house or wholesaling or marketing or anything like that, you know, because at the end of the day, that's where
0: it starts. And we know that that's why we're, we've got to have your head, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. be in the right mental space. But no, I, I know what you're talking about. You know, you go, uh, you know, I do a lot with, of stuff with Grant Cardone. Yeah. And went there the very first time I did something very, very skeptical. It's just who I am. You know, I'm like, I'm a prove me wrong kind of guy, just not to be negative. But, you did
1: something skeptical or you?
0: No, I'm very skeptical oh, of, the... of those types of events, uh, you know, you. because one, I'm, I'm not a sheep. I'm just not, yeah. you know, but I got there and I went back to the hotel and I told my wife, I was like, babe, this is cool. I I dig this. I mean, you know, because it was the first time in a long time that I had been in a room with 400 other people that were on fire. I mean, they were just talking about deals and, hey, I'm in New York. What do you do? I'm over here. I mean, and it was it was 400 people that owned businesses that were not sedentary, that they were in growth mode and that type of thing. And, you know, you talk about when they come to your events, they came for this and I, you may, maybe you didn't even answer that, mm-hmm. but they're not, even, that's not what they're talking about when they leave. They're talking about you went high and left and man, it's was like, I went to church. I went to real estate church. I went to, you know, growth mindset church. I mean, and I think that that's important because one, it's not predictable. I hate predictability. Well, okay. I mean, finances I like predictability. But in life, you know, I get bored very easily, you know. So I always want there to be some type of value add that they didn't see coming, you know, because not only that, but it also, um, if you're not teaching them something beyond what they expected, it's hard to retain that value.
2: I'll also say that's what makes us different. I mean, how many other events are there teaching clips and wholesale, you know, you can learn that anywhere. Well, here's what we do that's different, mm-hmm. you know, that, that uh, we feel is why people are successful, you know. Um,
0: well, I mean, and, and I want to make this very, very clear. There's nothing disparaging in this statement at all. But there's a lot of mini-me's of James running around town that are not going to remain that because they're going to take that and they're going to grow off of it. But, I mean, there's a lot of the language that is the same that I think a lot of it probably came from there. And then, but they take their version and then they're reading a different book that he hasn't read. Or, but it was a starting, it's a platform. Nothing
1: came from me. Well, of, okay. Know,
0: they, they, they were first introduced to yeah, it. Yeah, I will say.
1: But I mean, the ideas yes. are not mine. They're, they're books. all borrowed. Yeah, they're all borrowed. You know? <laughs> and a lot of the times people will borrow confidence first. Sure. And they're borrowing ideas you know, long enough to have success to then develop wherever they're going to go. But a lot of them are just, they're required for success. Everybody, the people we meet, we all see things very similarly. Sure. Before, and we've never even met. I was saying that to Caleb. I was like, it's kind of amazing. Some three people come together, and you didn't never met Caleb, but his ideas and your ideas were parallel. Sure. They were the same.
0: Yeah. And he's twenty one. But what's the cool thing in that? And I think we all know that everyone's doing ninety five percent of the work. It's the extra five percent that makes you truly successful. But in my, in my 100%, I'm missing 2% that you bring because it's 2% I haven't conceived yet or I'm missing the 2 or 3% that you're bringing in. So even at my 100%, I'm not achieving what I'm capable of without those relationships because everyone's bringing a different, yeah, our, our angle is the same, but I'm at 93 degrees and you're at 94.5. And we're going to end up in a, over many years in very, very different positions. You know because that one and a half degree of difference you know over the long term is is widely different and by being able to kind of hone back in and i'm taking information from nathan i'm taking information from james i'm taking information from brand new agents you know i said when i was teaching martial arts the best questions came from five-year-olds you know because they were just they were pure they were just absolutely innocent and pure questions and you've got brand new agents that's why we only deal with new agents in our office I don't wanna unteach bad habits. I wanna teach people that are broken, hungry how to, how to go somewhere. And they come in, they're like, hey, what about X, Y, Z? And I was like, yeah, that's a great question. I've never done that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what, uh, what's your next big thing? I mean, so you said you just finished your five-year plan like you just finished a five-year plan or you just finished planning your next five years?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm always revisiting you know my five-year plan
0: i got to tune that motor yeah
2: yeah and and adding to it and saying hey i've accomplished that need to put that under don't erase it but put that under accomplishment so you see what you have accomplished you know mm-hmm. i think that's what everybody should do you gotta have an i love me wall
1: yeah yeah and then uh <laughs> you know when just... carl said he wakes up in the morning and he gives himself a clap yeah <laughs>
2: pat Yeah, like, pat himself on the yeah, back. You, the
1: back,
0: claps yeah. you get 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> now go out and make it again. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what's, what's your next big thing? I mean, do you have, or just more of the same, or adding zeros, or multipliers, or?
2: I don't know if we want to bring it up here, but James and I have been talking about doing something, you know, pretty, we feel pretty big together, um, just because we enjoy working so together. So a multiplier. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we were talking to a guy last night who was looking to maybe getting a loan with me on a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he said his rehab was 210000 Okay. And Nathan saw the re- rehab, and Nathan talked about possibly, yeah, we'll see, but doing the rehab forum for him for 150000 The idea would be, hey, if I could get loans in here and have somebody that I trust.
0: Hey, to- I'm all about like being the Sam's Warehouse, the Costco, man. You bring the deal in the front door, take it out the back door with a check.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean We got your money on aisle one, we got your rehab on aisle two <laughs> titles on aisle three. That's pretty much kinda something we were
1: that'd be everything's win win, right? Everything needs to be you know, where you're dealing with people you like and admire and you trust. And uh you know, that's to me is important.
0: It is, absolutely. But again, that's not something that anybody can just go regurgitate. They can't look at what you're doing on a Tuesday and next Tuesday do it because mm-hmm. there's years yeah. of relationship building. And it's not even experience. It's, it's the relationships more. I mean, yes, you need the experience. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need to be able to walk through a house and know what it costs to remodel a half bath. You know, But that stuff can be learned very quickly. But knowing the contractors and having enough contractors that you keep busy and employed long enough that they're not going to leave. Right. at the next hurricane or flood and go, Hey, I'm going to Louisiana. You know I mean? Cause they're like, Hey, I've already got a solid income, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm sure you've got crews you've probably been working with for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you've always got new ones coming in and out and stuff. I'm Yeah. Sure, but. That's another
2: thing. Uh, I remember those 14 years. Uh, and I, I had a contractor for about three or four years and then about a year and a half ago we partnered. So I don't handle any of that. He handles everything um, on that end, fix up, we have a designer, too. She helps him. So I just find the deals and get the money. And then that's all my focus is. And that's what I'm best at. That's what I should focus on. And I don't enjoy You just doing stay it. in your
0: wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't enjoy doing the construction either. So I enjoy looking it. at the finished product. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I mean. I've I the a... before and
2: afters, too. You know? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But
2: I uh, don't enjoy the process of it. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> it's like to stay stick with what I enjoy doing, you know, and then you're gonna be more successful at that because you're doing what you enjoy.
1: I think that too. You know, that's something I've been thinking a lot. When you get to a certain point, uh, you know, if I do a flip and make forty grand or 30, 40 grand, my life's not gonna change at all. It's not, not one bit. I'll buy nothing different. I'll think not one bit different, mm-hmm. and just it'll do nothing to my life. But if I help Jack do a flip and you make forty grand, mm-hmm. will that make a difference? You know, so it's, it's like, you know, you do this enough to, and I, I was talking to my wife about this. I think we did a flip, and we made like 90 grand on it. It was a home run deal, and I come to her just super excited. What'd she do?
0: Brought you down to earth.
1: Yeah, she's like, uh, you know, <laughs> we, what? What? Keep talking about work. Yeah, yeah keep talking about <laughs> work, you know? but, I mean, it's like, it's almost you get numb to some of that stuff, you know? Sure. You're like, well, you're, you do a huge deal, you know, that big commercial, you bring in 150 grand, you're like, this is three years in the working. This is, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know how Shelley reacted, but Maggie doesn't... She was
0: super excited and then she took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But Maggie, you know, she just kind of immune to a lot of that. It doesn't, yeah, you know, yeah, you did that last week.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and it, yeah. but, so, Jumbles tempers my fire a little bit. But, and so, I like seeing someone else you know, sure. change. Everything change. That's
0: exciting to me. Well, but the other cool thing is, I mean, and obviously at some point you got to make the money, right? I mean, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's a business, you know, but if you can make 10 grand on five deals in the same time, that would have taken you to flip a house and make 50 grand. So you made the money because you loaned on all the deals instead of just making the, doing the deal. And you know, you're busy over here with contractors and stuff, but now you get the satisfaction and the relationship building of having loaned them the money, helping them, talking through the process, you still made the fifty grand, but they all made fifty grand too, because they did their own flips. You know, what I mean, so it's the rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing.
2: It also goes back to like the California Gold Rush, right? So they always say, "Who, you know, everybody's rushing over there to strike rich and hit gold." But
0: the who, guy that who made, made the most money,
2: the guy running the general store, yeah, sold all the the, <laughs> the you know the picks and the. Shovels and all that, and the and whiskey, money. Yeah, and the whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. not forget the whiskey, yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, I, I think okay, but that's an entrepreneurial nine mindset, though. Yeah. Because, you know, on the one hand, and I think a lot of that it comes back to what y'all talk about remaining tempered. Because, you know, I've been to James's meetings, I'm, I haven't had the privilege of going to one of yours, but it's not a get rich quick come in here, slam it out. It's like, hey, there's no secret sauce, this is what you do. And if you're willing to do it, you're going to make money. You know,
2: uh, yeah. Realtors always come to me and they say, "Oh, you know, how do you, how do I find deals for my clients?" And I say, "Well, come to my class." And then I tell them, "Look, it's work. If you're going to do all of this work, you might as well do it yourself because it's 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 not simple. It's not easy. You're not going to go on HAR and find it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, and then a lot, you know, and then a lot of times it's just them mentally getting over. Oh, okay, can I do this? You know." Even though I told them you don't need money, you don't need credit. Here's how you do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, at the end of the day, it's getting them getting
0: out of their own way, you know. So Well, that's the biggest problem for all of us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even, no matter how big you get, I mean, yeah. you constantly get in your own way because we get in a mindset. You get in a, uh what do you call it? Get in a a track of how well, this is is how we do it. Mm -hmm. Why do you do it that way? Because that's how we do it. Because I'm the realtor side. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's one of the death nails of business is Mm -hmm. continuing to do what you've done because it's what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, but again, I think that's why those meetings and meeting with new people and me meeting new agents and us sitting down and doing this once a week, because every time you guys leave, I've got a new idea or a new thought or just a a question, you know, about something I have been doing or something I haven't been doing. You know, and uh, you know, James and I talked, I think last week or the week before, about growing because we know we're capable of growing. Not growing specifically because I want to make more money. But, you know, I push because I know that I have not yet done what I'm capable of doing.
2: And growth is exciting, right? I mean, it's it gets you going again. It's, it beats
0: shrinking. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it beats you just, okay, I have. I'm good. Like, I got my... Whatever, you're living in the place you want to live. I got my vehicle on. I got, you know, hey, let's do for something bigger. It's always a challenge, right? Sure. And that's exciting, I feel.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Well, Nathan, I want to tell you, I really appreciate you being yeah. here this week. I, yeah. I have to now make sure I uh, comment more on your Facebook post when you're getting <laughs> your stuff done. Uh, James, any closing thoughts? Or do you have anything coming up? Anything we need to make people yeah, aware of? Yeah, I
1: would say so... I don't know, but by the time this comes out it'll be probably over. But Monday we're doing that uh, we're doing we have a Airbnb. Oh nice. Yes.
0: But okay, so it's every Monday though. Yeah. I mean you have something going yeah, on pretty much every, every Monday. Every
1: Monday at ten o'clock, yes, at my office. Right next to Classic Cafe. So everybody,
0: when you uh, when you get the link to this, when you're watching, uh, go down and check out Nathan. We're gonna have a social media post, a little bit of bio on him. Uh, my stuff as well as James's will always be on there. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and keep up with uh, different events and things going on in the area. And if you're not in our area, feel free to reach out. We've got a wide network of people that we can always hook you up with somebody in your area. Uh, thank you all for being here for Texas Real Talk. And James, what time is your meetings on Mondays? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. It's
1: just Ten to eleven. Either I'm doing it and we're talking about some aspect of real estate investment or I'll have a specific. Last week I had a friend of mine come on on owner finance. Oh, so how do you take over notes so you don't even need financing? Yep. It was a pretty neat topic. And so yeah, They specialize in certain things and it's, it's really good.
0: Always something new to learn. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be back here back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day.
1: Thank you.